gonna go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm gonna be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. Go deep. Welcome to the program. Your host, Tariq, joined here with my uh, professor, Frenchie. I know it sounds like uh, such a sexy voice whispering that go deep, but that's really Frenchie's mom, right, Frenchie? <laughs> I told him to get a voice, and mom jumped in to save us. Uh, welcome to the program. We got a packed show for you today. Break down the latest recruitment news and who else we're expecting to lose with ISU basketball coaching change. We've had quite a few go through that uh, portal. Uh, Matthew will join us in about 12 minutes. Uh, Tavian Banks, former NFL running back and Hawkeye great, joins us with his bank on a statement in about 28 minutes. Uh, of course, we'll have comedian Dante Powell joining us in the second hour with the Big O segment, along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. Uh, 515-244-1350. That's 244-1350s. We'll try to open up the phone lines throughout both hours uh, since we're a little less guests than normal. So uh, I like that. We'll be able to talk a little more. Uh, but first, headlines. Uh, Frenchie got married this past weekend. Congrats, brother. Uh, feeling different? Uh, no. Less and- stressed? Much less stress, I will say that much. Uh, Kat says that I've been a lot happier the oh, last yeah. couple of days than I have in the past because we don't have that hanging over our head anymore. And hopefully you had some fun wedding night to make you put a smile on your face. But A lot of, al- uh, a lot of alcohol was consumed. A lot of alcohol. I had to skip out early, but definitely a lot of alcohol. The keg was a nice touch. Uh, I had a great time, so I appreciate the invite. But I do have to ask, who the hell was that gorgeous future BFF of Tariq in the red pantsuit? Because uh, we locked eyes and I felt something special. And uh, Lord have mercy. Tell her I'll pay for the first two dates if she wants to continue that uh, eye gazing. Her, her name's Meg. Meg? I got, Single? She's a family friend, yeah. Ah, yes. At first, I thought she was the wedding planner. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, Boone. I see what you're doing. <laughs> no, the lovely woman in white next to me was the wedding planner. Oh, okay. She wasn't doing anything. Uh, Meg was the one running around, working yeah. hard. Uh, and she, she had that look about her. She was professional, but she... We had we had a we had an eye lock that I, I felt like I haven't felt that feeling for a while. So tell Meg first two dates on me, and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Up down here we come. Uh, so congratulations, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, we do have to talk about Arizona Wildcats. They fired their coach amid the scandal. Twenty uh, k to the assistant coach uh, over the past year or so for them to for him to have players sign with new agent Christian Dawkins. And, and we've seen this before at Arizona when it came to a former college student paying players to throw games. Uh, but this is this is this is gonna be a good Netflix movie, man. I'm I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out. You you hear about this all the time, and obviously agents use these agents sticking their hand in with the AAU player uh, getting in early. But uh, you know, there's reports that says Coach Miller is still paying uh, Aiton ten thousand ten thousand a month for coming to Arizona. So uh, and this is a coach who won at uh, Xavier. I think he was there for six years, five or six years. Went to the tournament four years. Went to the Elite Eight with them. Uh, so he's going to land on his feet, and it wasn't necessarily him. It was the assistant coach who Dawkins called out in court. You know, the agent who's paying these people to to get him these players to sign to him is now narking, singing like a bird in court. It's just funny how this works out, man. I uh, I'm excited to see how it plays out, but Arizona. But and it's kind of crazy to think about the two directions the men's and women's programs yeah. going. Yep. The women's team came within a just final one. shot of winning the national championship, and and men, if maybe he was paying thirty thousand, they would have had a better chance of <laughs> being up there with them. Yeah, and I mean he's been a real Coach Miller was a great coach. Oh yes, and for them. Some, some of the talent he brought in, Aaron Gordon, DeAndre Ayton, just two names. But the, apparently he paid both of them to come there. So yeah. you know what, which is why 
why I say, hey, let them pay them until you want to until NCAA want to pay them because you're the one with the money. You're the you're the behemoth here. And so you want to pay these players. We can't be mad at these players for taking money. You know, you're giving coaches three to six million dollars and you expect a player to work off of twelve hundred dollars a week on food and anything else housing. Uh, but uh, what's really interesting is the, the the search now for the Arizona head coach. This could be another bounce of prominence for Arizona. They're looking at Tommy Lloyd, assistant coach for uh, Gonzaga, uh, but also Pacific's Damon Stoudemire, uh, Josh Pastor, uh, Lakers assistant coach Miles Simon, um, Kings coach uh, was the son? Walton. Walton. You know, all these alumni who, when I think of Arizona back in my heyday, the early 90s, mid 90s, uh, these guys were stars back then, so I think that'll help recruiting more than $10,000 would. Uh, I think Damon Stoudemire would be a really interesting oh, get for him. Don't you just love that name, Damon Stoudemire? Yeah. Stoudemire, he, he was a beast. Uh, so keep, we'll keep an eye on uh, Arizona Wildcats, but uh, we got to talk Paul Pierce risking it all. Risking it all for a biscuit. A couple strippers and a uh, blunt in the mouth, and just like that, ESPN. <laughs> you got to think that he already had some thin lines with ESPN for them to just not even question it. Your Facebook Live was enough. Your Instagram Live was enough. Uh, you're out of here. Uh, but, man, I can't stop watching that video. He looks like he's having so much fun. He's, he's loving life. Man, that was crazy. I When I just saw it come up the day, I, what was it, like Sunday or Monday? Yeah, Sunday. Risking it all. I love it. Uh, and and risking it all, it's like this is a guy that made over $70 million. Yeah. He doesn't need the gig. But. He doesn't need the gig. But, come on, you got a professional gig. You can't be going. Why are you going live anyway? And the strippers were enough of the touch. But to, to have a, a bean pie in your mouth, too, it's it's not a good look on a professional level. You're you're a role model, uh, but come on, I you know I love it. You know I, I'm here for the drama. Uh, we'll definitely talk to Dante about this in the second hour. But I saw a post earlier today that was like, Paul Pierce really out here risking it all for 400 viewers. Yes, you know 400 live views. Uh, but now he has porn companies saying, hey, we'll pay you 250 uh, to broadcast your show live from one of our hubs, uh, and not the hub you're thinking of, but a different type of porn hub. Uh, but you know. He'll get a job. He'll get a job somewhere else. ABC, uh, you know, Fox Sports Network. He'll he'll now definitely have a more booming radio show. Uh, you know, so with with bad publicity comes good publicity. But man, he 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 took a risk. I mean, he put it all out there. He he knew what he was doing. He knew it was going to cost him a job. And more than even if he kept his job, just the image that he would have had to fix with that. And I don't it, think he was that drunk to not have that thought in his head. If he wants to do some pro bono work, we'll gladly have him here on Go Deep for a while. Oh, and bring the strippers and the blunts for Frenchie. You know, uh, I don't think my wife would be too happy about that. <laughs> about the blunt or the strippers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. On to the next topic. Sam Darnold, now a Panther. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think the Panthers got a steal here. I think they won this this trade. I think the Jets were just offloading. You know, didn't even get a... I think they got three picks out of it. A sixth round uh, this year and then a second round and a fourth round next year. Yeah. Uh, it. I think that's worth it, you know, because Panthers were all in on Deshaun Watson. And yes, we got to talk Deshaun Watson because now Deshaun Watson has now been suspended from Nike sponsorship. Beats by Dre. Uh, my sources tell me there's going to be about two or three more today. Uh, my sources out of San Francisco. But Panthers were all in for this guy. And I asked Dante three weeks ago, what if this guy gets released? You know, he's going to go on a commissioner's. Right now, I don't think they can put him on a commissioner's list because it's not a criminal uh, a charge out there against them, but when the season starts, they're going to have to put them on that commissioner's list until things. Keep in mind, through. there was not a, a uh, criminal charge against Kareem Hunt either. Yeah, but the season was going. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt, uh, we did have some video, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So th- that's a big difference. Uh, but you know, 
And we talked what month and a half ago when his first when it was only four accusers. And I said, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But as Dante say, we got to believe the women. Now that it's coming out, these are massage therapists. Okay. I've had a massage therapist. I worked at a, a massage spa and at the the eye spa in the Intercontinental Hotel in San Francisco for a year and a half. When you have a massage therapist, when you have money, when you are a professional, Trent Balky of the San Francisco 49ers, his uh, twin daughters were come in and they wanted their specific massage therapist. They trusted one person, possibly a second person when their person was gone. For him to have 35 MF massage therapists out there, that's already a red flag for me. Because yeah. it's like you got your favorite one or your favorite two or even your favorite three. But for you to have one, and I get if you had one in every city you played a game or whatever it may be, but no. We're, we're professionals. We're at a, a, a another level where we like our confidentiality. We like our exclusivity. We like our VIP feel. You have your one and you fly them around the country for you. For you to have 35 accusers already uh, and, and the number just keeps growing. And I, I don't know why... I don't know why the lawyer insisted on uh, Ashley Rossi or whatever her name is. The first the first one, uh, the first accuser to come out in public. She one, she got dragged on social. But two, the Deshaun's lawyer dragged her. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the same one who asked us for 100K, you know, two months before this came public or 800K two months before it became public. Actually, I think it was just 100K. First of all, you're asking Deshaun Watson, at least ask for 10 mil. Uh, but 100K for a settlement before this came out to public uh so he already got you there and he just he has messages of you saying so emails from your lawyer trying to get the money hush money calling it hush money so you should have never came out in public just let it be known as 35 people you can be the first one and be that one but uh but it's not looking good for deshaun and i think if they put him on a commissioner's list now it's like when can you take him off because this is going to drag on for a while but there's no criminal charges so i think the season has to start before you actually put him on that list and then it's like okay now we can justify this uh but you know, we started this with the Panthers. The Panthers were all in for this guy. If the Houston would have just gave in and took those three or four first round picks three months ago, they would not have this problem at all. They'd be wait looking at the draft. You know, we'd be yeah. talking about the draft for Houston. Now we're talking a whole different. We're not even talking about how you know they still got decent draft picks, <laughs> but uh, they're I I'm afraid for Deshaun. It's this could end his career, end his career. It's uh. Whether he does jail time or not, whether he gets released, if he gets released, I think a team's going to sign him. You know, it's hard not to give up that talent, a top three quarterback in the league. But right now, with with Nike jumping off board, it just when I saw the Nike thing, it reminded me of Tiger Woods. The moment Nike jumped off, everybody else jumped off. The software companies, that you know, endorsement sponsorships you didn't know he had were jumping off and making it public that people knew that we are no longer associate, associating with this guy. Nike used the funny word suspended and then Beast by Dre followed with the same word. Uh, and that's, you know, I think that's their way of like, we'll oh, see. well, yeah, <laughs> it's basically their version of the commissioner's exempt list. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to leave her, but let's wait and see. Yeah. We're going to we're going to keep it in our back pocket, but like we're just going to distance ourselves right now. We're going to socially distance for a while. Yeah. And we got the draft two weeks away and this is not where Roger Goodell wanted the focus to be. But I mean, how can you turn your eyes off of this train wreck? Uh, so. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out just because I am mad at the Texans and Houston should be mad at the Texans for not making this move earlier. How did you not see this coming? No, no whispers. And hey, there's someone trying to get hush money from Deshaun. You know, might, now might be a time. But 
uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that with the draft coming two weeks away, and we'll talk to you know Tavian and uh, Dante in, in the second hour as well about it. Uh, Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register after the break. Uh, but first, I need to give a shout out to one of my day ones, man. Eric Lindgren, one of my besties uh, from when I first moved to Iowa. He had one of the best set jumpers you'll ever see. Uh, and he's scorekeeper for the DMAC Bears basketball team. Unexpectedly, unexpectedly had a heart attack last Thursday at the age of 41. Uh, we lost one of the realest to ever breathe, man. And I uh, just want to say I love you, man. Rest in heaven. Shout out to your family. And a uh, big part of High V, he's been with High V for 25 years. His dad's a manager in West Ames High V as well. Uh, so, your favorite song, Ghetto Cowboy? Let's go deep. to that uh, Arizona documentary or movie about the student who was a bookie and paid players to throw games. Uh, 515-244-1350, 244-1350. If you got the name of that movie, it was either Arizona or Arizona State, but I can't remember. Uh, but Arizona fires head coach uh, Sean Miller. Uh, he had a great stint at Xavier, great stint with Arizona, honestly. Uh, but their assistant coach uh, basically narked on by the agent Kristen Dawkins in court saying he gave him 20000 per player. And uh, rumors out there that Sean Miller was paying uh, Aiton uh, 10000 uh, a game or a month, something like that, or a year to come to Arizona. Uh, joined now with Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register and USA Today Networks. Uh, Matthew, what's, what's your thoughts on this Arizona scandal, man? I mean, it was, you know, the, the hammer was going to drop eventually. This has kind of been a long time coming yeah. for Arizona. They were one of the schools where, you know, they were brought up in all the indictments and they were named. And there was also evidence to back it up, like good concrete evidence. Like some of these teams, there hasn't been a whole lot other than hearsay to back it up. But yeah. I believe they had stuff on recording, uh, yeah. specifically naming guys involved with Arizona. So this was a long time coming. Um, it, it certainly made Arizona's decision easier that the Wildcats haven't exactly been, you know, good enough at their elite level these past few years. Um, but you know, Sean Miller is going to wind up with a job. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, dirty recruiting <laughs> doesn't prevent you from getting a job in college basketball. No, so. it's part of the game, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And you know, who this, F, like you said, this FBI investigation, I think it's been going on since 2017 where they had Richardson, uh, the assistant coach and Dawkins, the agent on, on tape saying, you know, 10,000 for him, 20,000 for him or right. well, Miller's given 10,000 to Aiden. Uh, so sketchy, sketchy, but I love this. I can't wait for the Netflix uh, a series on this or whatever it may be. Uh, and I think that movie was called Big Shot uh, Confessions of a Camp Campus Bookie. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. Big Shot okay. Confessions of a Campus Bookie. And it's about a uh, a student at Arizona or Arizona State, and he's paying players on the team to throw the game. And he made a lot of money, but then things started to trickle fast, as you can imagine. 
Uh, but uh, as we saw college, man, we see Drake's just a food now at Kansas. And uh, unfortunately, Bolton has entered the transfer portal portal. Uh, we had to expect some attrition or casualties from the prom era, but give me a heads up. Any other players on rec- or recruits we can expect to fall off, so to speak, for Iowa State right now? Uh, no other players on the roster. Um, okay, I, okay. I'm hearing are leaving. I think Xavier Foster is staying, which is a big deal. Um, and I haven't heard of anybody else who, who's on their way out. The, the next kind of domino to fall is Tyrese Hunter, and I'm actually about to publish the recruiting mailbag. Oh, wow. Um, where uh, I'm being told that something's going to happen soon. So it sounds like we're in the home stretch here of waiting for what Tyrese Hunter is going to do. Um, his high school coach texted me yesterday saying that a decision is coming soon. Um, and I'm under the impression that the Iowa State staff also expects something to happen soon. Um, beyond the initial Zoom visit Offelberger had with him the day he was announced as head coach, they had another Zoom visit with Hunter last week. Um, and I'm told that they're planning for one this weekend as well. It's kind of like a final Zoom visit. So it sounds like something's going to happen with Tyrese Hunter soon. Whether or not that's good news for Iowa State, truly, yeah. I don't know. And a lot of people I talk to don't know. Um, Hunter has kind of kept things close to the vest here. Uh, but it does sound like something's going to happen soon. And if it turns out to be bad news for Iowa State, we we can't be mad at Hunter, can we? Of course not. No, I mean, this is... This is a really rough position for any recruit to be put in. You get connected to a coach for, you know, yeah. a matter of a coach over a, a year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get close to the guy for over a year, and then all of a sudden he's taken away from you the future that you thought you had. Now there's going to be a brand new guy leading it. So it does take a while um, to figure out. Tyrese Hunter has certainly taken a long time compared to some other people. But that just means he's methodical. So uh, more power to him. And yes, you, you can't be mad at him either way he makes a decision. Any transfer portal players that should be on TJ's radar right now? I know there's like nine big ones out there, but who should I? Yeah, yeah. At? So I, I just posted that the other day. Um, trying to keep active on the phone lines, finding out you know who are actual realistic targets and, and who are names that you just see floating out there on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I put up a story. You can go to my, my Twitter uh, of nine names that are legit. Iowa State transfer targets. Um, kind of the three really big ones to look at are Cameron Fletcher, the wing out of Kentucky. Um, uh-huh. Iowa State recruited him hard at a high school. He didn't have the year that he wanted to at Kentucky, um, so he's transferring out. And Daniel Robinson was the lead recruiter there, so that's another guy that um, that it's good for Iowa State that they kept D-Rob. Um, Gabe Kalsher, the shooting guard out of Minnesota, I don't know if there's many guys in the portal with as much high major starting experience as him. He yeah. started all 88 games over his three years in Minnesota. Um, has proven to be a, a quality long-range shooter and a good defender, 6'4 shooting guard, kind of just a perfect guy to play off of Tyrese Hunter at Iowa State. you got another shooting guard in Greg Williams Jr. out of St. John's. Um, he shot 45% from three-point range this year, so that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Um, uh, Mason Madsen is another guy they like, the shooting guard out of Cincinnati. Both J.R. Blunt and Kyle Green recruited him at Colorado State and Northern Iowa, respectively, um, and they just brought that recruitment over to Iowa State. And he's pretty close to a decision, too. It's looking like that'll come down to Iowa State, New Mexico, St. Louis, Toledo, and Northern Iowa. Can you throw us your uh, Twitter handle one more time? Yeah, it's Matthew Bain underscore. Matthew Bain with the Des Moines Register. Great the coach and hire for I- ISU, and, and great it from uh, if you were a national analyst or a national writer, uh, which you are, but not living in the state of Iowa. Out, outside looking in, how do you think the hire is graded? 
Well, I mean, I, I understand why people might, might have had questions because um, of just of his coaching record at UNLV. It wasn't like he was kicking butt over, you know, in the Mountain West and then earning a spot at, at Iowa State. So I understand why perhaps some national reaction might have been lukewarm or tepid. But if you do know the Iowa State community, you know that a lot of people at Iowa State have been high on TJ for a long, long time, and they were even high on him uh, during the process when they were hiring Steve Prohm, but they wound up going with Prohm, but, but a lot of people would have hired Otzelberger then too. So this was kind of a situation where it was, look, we know that you didn't have the best success at UNLV, but we're still trusting that you're the guy for us. Yep, and that um, relationship between him and Pollard is big. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you uh, – oh, go ahead, Frenchie. Uh, Matt, just kind of flipping a little bit uh, over to Iowa. What can you tell us about uh, Philip Rabraka and his Iowa visit? Yeah, so that that went well. Uh, Philip Rabraka is a six foot nine uh, post from North Dakota, um, transferring out after three successful years there. And uh, sorry, one thing here, just posting a story. Um, so he said he was really impressed with what Iowa has to offer. He said that most of that visit was them talking about how he would fit into the offense. Um, Rebecca is kind of a, a four five blend. He averaged about 17 points and seven boards a game shoots about 35% from long range. Um, so he would be a nice fit. Iowa is looking for the transfer portal to get some big man help because they're losing Luca Garza and Jack Nungy. Um, so no decision uh, soon for Rebecca. He's got other schools involved like San Diego State, Virginia Tech, Minnesota, uh, schools like that, South Carolina. But certainly things seem to be going uh, well in that direction if Iowa does want Philip Rebecca. Can, can Iowa Hawkeyes return as a top-10 basketball team this winter? Uh, well, it kind of depends on how they do in the portal. And it also depends on... Um, it also depends on what Joe Wieskamp does. Yep. Um, because with Joe Wieskamp and with perhaps a guy that they get from the portal, um, they've got a chance to be certainly a top 25 team. I don't know about top 10. Uh, but without Joe Wieskamp, you're losing one of the best wings in the Big Ten, and there's nobody on that roster who can really immediate, immediately replace him. Um, and then if they don't hit big on somebody in the portal, they are going to need some, some help down low. But I, I can say this now on, on this show because um, I just tweeted out the story. Um, Iowa is in contact with Liam Robbins. So there's been a lot of uh, wow. rumors going around that Liam Robbins was going to be, you know, recruited by, by Iowa. Um, but I did get confirmation yesterday from a source of direct knowledge of the situation that Iowa has reached out to Liam Robbins, is recruiting him. Um, so, yes, you can – fans can uh, – can, now officially get excited, hoping that Liam Robbins will go to Iowa. Matthew Bain with breaking news there for us. <laughs> um, <clears throat> who will be, uh, early prediction from you, man, who will be the best basketball team in Iowa next season? Are we automatically saying Drake, or are we are we looking at Big Brothers? Uh, I think it'll probably be Iowa. Um, oh, that hurts. Yeah, I mean, even, <laughs> if, even if they're not, you know, a top 25 team, they're still a good high major team with a lot of good pieces. Um, Drake will be, I'd love to see Drake play Iowa. I think that'd be a great game. But if I were a betting man, um, I would I would say that uh, that it'll be Iowa. You think the Big Four will ever come back? No, I don't. 
Um, I, I think that there may be one-off games here and there, but but the Big Four, it, it, it's such a an annual trap for Iowa and Iowa State. So I understand why they don't want to do it because it's not there is no gain for them to do it. Yeah. Other than other than potentially you know damage their NCAA tournament chances. So uh, I think there might be one-off games here and there, but I don't think the Big Four is that. Matthew Bain just calling Iowa and Iowa State scared of Drake and uh, you and I. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Matthew Bain, Des Moines Register. Appreciate you being here, sir. Yeah, of course, man. You guys have a good one. You too. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Matthew Bain, Des Moines Register and USA Today Networks. Uh, some great breaking news there. He's always got the uh, updates on recruits for us, uh, a field that I don't know much about. So I'm glad when he can jump in and uh, fill us in, educate us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Go deep right after the break. Former Hawkeye running back, Tavian Banks. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Blow up trash cans, trash on the field. Dusty Baker, mad at fans for still being mad. Angel fans threw trash on the field yesterday. Dusty, you weren't there when they cheated, so you're excused. Uh, But there was zero fans for the most part last year during the whole season. So they, excuse them, excuse me, we still deserve our time to be heard and grieve. And if that means throwing trash at you, so be it. If we need our reparations, so be it. Uh, you got that title. You think that the time has passed. We should get over it. And I love Dusty Baker. I was excited when they hired him. Uh, but I I was a little a little thrown off yesterday that he's mad that fans are still mad. So uh, we're joined now with uh, Tavian Banks, former Hawkeye running back, Iowa great soccer player, director of the Grubs YMCA. Uh, I know you probably didn't see the game yesterday, Tavian, but Dusty Baker, uh, he's with the Astros now, who, uh, I don't know if this is breaking news to you, but they cheated during the World Series about two years ago. <laughs> and he kind of came in, cleaned up the party, uh, had a good season last year, but fans threw trash on the field, had blow up trash cans, uh, making fun of the Astros last night. And Dusty was mad that the fans were still mad. And I'm I'm saying, Dusty, we still need our reparations because there weren't fans in the, in the stadium last year. So he thinks it's been a year, get over it. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, someone getting caught cheating? Is, is there a time limit on fans and every, the rest of the world getting over it? Uh, well, I mean, you got to expect it. You know, people have been, um, I don't know, like in, in their houses. Yeah, we need our time to be heard, right? For a while. So <laughs> it's just, you know... <laughs> They're gonna bring every every type of you know nonsense to the games right now um, that that are allowed into into the stadium. So <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta expect that, especially you know a uh, uh, AL team that you know might have been affected by what they did or NL teams might have been. I mean, I can't wait for them to come to Philly. You know, we're gonna show out. Uh, <laughs> speaking of showing out, man, Baylor drags your zags. Uh, you watch the game at all? I did not watch the game, but I, I did see the highlights of Renner Kids on Sports Center. So yeah, and I, I think at that game it got to the point at halftime where you're like, okay, Zags come out with some energy, but it doesn't seem like they're going to make a comeback. They just got dominated on the boards. Um, mm-hmm. Or what, did it shock you? Were you shocked that Baylor came out so hot, or Baylor was dominant to your your Zags, who've been undefeated all season? So I think it shocked most of the world, right? Um, but you. Uh, uh, Understandably, that also, but uh, like I said, I thought it would be Zags' revenge season, which they they were trying to do. But in the same sense, that's kind of like been Gonzaga's like uh, kryptonite um, in a sense. It seems like they get all the way to the tournament here, 
and they kind of like fold um fold under the you know i don't know the pressure or the lights the, the bigger bigger teams or whatever the case may be it just seems like they they can't get over the hump yet you know so i mean it, it's not I don't know how you put it. It's not surprising. Um, I wish that, you know, like this would have been their year, but it, obviously it wasn't, you know, and, and give it, give it, you know, praise and, and everything to Baylor because, I mean, they look good, you know, and it's also, I mean, it's great to see Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship and not, you know, like a, some of our normal teams Dukes that we always see in, in Kentucky. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes down to it, it's Gonzaga's second time, I believe, in five or six years in the national championship, and both times they just came out and got smacked by a major team. Well, and it, yeah. it happens a lot, and uh, no offense, Vikings fan, but Vikings fans know, you know, they beat the Saints, you know, in 2017, and that was basically their Super Bowl, how they won that game and celebrated so hard after that game, Diggs catching a pass and going 60, 70 yards for a touchdown, uh, and then a celebration, like that was the end, and then they came out and got dragged by my Eagles the next week. Uh, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like for the Zags when they were celebrating that that win against UCLA. He's on a table. I loved it, but I was like, "Yikes, yikes! This looks like their Super Bowl. It looks like they're content now. Like they just did. It. <laughs> like it, they were celebrating like it was a championship game. I get, I get the win and the big shot, uh, but it was yeah. a tie ball game. Uh, so I, I think that took a lot out of them. And then they came out and Baylor was motivated. And Baylor was already, you know, I talked about their defense two weeks ago and their offensive rebounding. They're already mm-hmm. been known for that. They just didn't, you didn't know they could score points with it. Uh, but right. you know they weren't lying when they said they lived with the football team. Oh yeah, well that's 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 why you uh, play the games. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's no telling what can happen. And now we can't trust the Zags. You know they go undefeated next year. We're like, eh, yeah, you know, which might help your Vegas odds next year when you stick with them. But uh, <laughs> we can't trust them. Well, uh, you know, when I say that too, it's the conference that they play in also. Yeah, doesn't help them at all. And I said last um, so, week I mean, they got to go to the Pac-12. Yeah, they do, they do well out there, whatever case. And then they, when they get to the tournament, it seems whatever happens, you know, when they get when they they, have, they haven't been able to get over the hump. Yep. Imagine if they're playing UCLA twice a year in the Pac-12 and USC. You know that that's how you prove yourself. Not yeah. not, not in the Mountain yeah. West or wherever they are. Uh, so I want to play a little <laughs> uh, name recognition with you. I'm gonna say a name and you tell me what comes to mind. Fresh. Uh, first name, Paul Pierce. <laughs> AKA Mr. Risk It All. <laughs> Oh man, I I just I don't I don't know man. Did it you just, see the video or part? Yeah, of it? I, I saw it. It's just I don't, I don't understand you guys sometimes. They He's your age, not mine, partner. He's your age. You just had to go live with it. Oh, I mean, just unbelievable, brother. What is he? You know, and it's bad enough to have the strippers there, but to have a blunt in your mouth. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you risk it all for four hundred viewers. Um, it makes me feel like that he had already been kind of on the edge with ESPN because they didn't hesitate. They were just like cut, mm-hmm. cut ties, let the world know we cut ties. That's all we needed to yeah. see. And, you know, is, is, he's been freelancing on the show a lot. And I think finally they're like, oh, this is our chance. Uh, but, yeah, but it's just, you know, it's it's to me, it's also a bigger picture. Yeah. Like, you know, what's his, going on? His family, I think, is, is he married? He got kids <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, like everybody's seeing that type of stuff. Like, how? How are your kids going to school? You know, like, oh. you know, people just talk about it. it's their dad and everything else. I'm clowning. Like, I mean, it, it's a bigger picture than just you know your little, you know, uh, five second you know snippet or whatever you're doing right there. You know, like you got to be thinking about that stuff. So, Tavian, when you were in Jacksonville, if Instagram Live had been a thing, how many times would we have seen you with nights like that? Oh my God! I, I mean, it, I, I'm lucky that I do not or had. 
didn't live in this age of social media. So <laughs> yeah. can you imagine if uh, Michael Irvin had Facebook Live when he was a player? Oh my goodness! Oh man! <laughs> imagine just, Dennis Rodman. Oh like, uh, yeah. Like the stuff that went on and things like that. There's no no way that that, that could have been uh, broadcast live. Um, some of some of the things I witnessed. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Paul Pierce, he just looked so happy on the video. Like not a care in the world. Not didn't he didn't look care. like he didn't look like he was so drunk that he didn't know what he was doing. Like he thought about yeah. this and he waited for his opportunity. Trying to stunt, uh, yeah. and he's almost sixty years old. Come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Man. I mean, he's like forty three with seventy million dollars. Yeah. I I don't think yeah. he has a care in the world. Yeah, but you yeah. Said you're a role model. You're you know, like you said, yeah. your kids. Yeah. Uh, that's that's your, what I'm saying. Family. It's, a, it's a bigger picture. I mean, you, you can still have all the money in the world. It's, you still have to go home and explain to your um, you know kids uh, what or your wife or whatever the case what happened. And yeah, things like that. And it, that's not something that that's something that's always out there now, like with the internet and everything else. So. You know, people are always going to be bringing this up. Maybe five years from now, to to one of his kids, they're going to be showing it, him him showing his kids that video or something. Oh man! <laughs> if if was, that's my dad, I'm like, that's a cool guy right there. Something like my dad. I, if I was in high school with that kid, I'd be clown. I'd be going in like, hey, we're going to your house after the after, <laughs> after recess, homie. Uh, I'm gonna throw another name recognition at you. Yep. Tell me what your first starts are. Um, Deshaun Watson. Gosh, it's just same uh, reaction. Um, <laughs> it's not looking good, it, it, right? It's hard, you know, because uh, uh, to me, you know, again, I, I come from being a professional athlete, to been around, and all those type of things. It's just hard for me to believe that all of those massage therapists, you know, like 20, I think we're up to twenty-two now. Yeah, I um, love that. I, I, you know, I, I I got massages and things like that, but never, you know, like twenty, like. You have your ones that you would you would you would uh, use during the season or whatever case. So it, it, there's no to me there's no way that he could have 22 <laughs> different massage therapists. That was my point know, for- this morning. That was my point this morning. It's like you know in a in a VIP world, media world, sports yeah. world, entertainment world, you you like your exclusivity, you like your privacy, yeah. and you don't you you rather fly that one across the country mm-hmm. with you than have a different one yeah. in every city. Yeah. So for you and to have more Sean, than five. He, he has the money. He has the money also to do all those type of things. Yep. You know what I mean? So I, I just find it hard to believe that twenty-two different massage therapists would would have worked on him like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And plus, some of these guys. I mean, they like, like, um, you're gonna have one that you really like that that does it the way that you want it and things like that. So you're gonna be sticking with that person yes. or, or, or a couple of people and stuff like that. So you're not gonna be changing all the time. Yeah, it's it doesn't look good, and you don't want to, you no. know, you want to say innocent to proven guilty. You also want to say we got to believe these Absolutely. women, but um, and that, that's true too. Like, and and if it, you know, it turns out to be true and stuff, like golly, I mean, he, yeah. it, that must be be a fetish for him or something. Yeah, like that, so. and, and then you look at Houston, and it's like, man, if you would have just two months ago took four first round picks from the Panthers, this you'd be looking at the draft. You'd be talking about the draft in Houston. You wouldn't be talking about. Deshaun Watson, are we going to put him on the commissioner's list when the season starts? Are we yeah. going to have to release him? Imagine if this guy gets released. He got uh, Nike just suspended their uh, yeah. sponsorship with him. Beast by Dre just oh, used yeah. the same. And the word suspended is tricky, obviously. It's like yep. they don't want to release that person, but no. they're going to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, it's just tough. It's, it's tough, tough man. All, it's, all the time with all the endorsements and everything like that. That's why, you know, a lot of these guys, they really got to think about what they're doing out there all the time. Um, you know, because that. that that type of money doesn't come around, you know, too often for those guys, like in, in a sense, you know, like you're able to make a, a, a great deal of money in a short period of time um, while, while being, a, you know, like a professional athlete in a sense. So 
you definitely got to take advantage of all those opportunities. I'm going to throw another name at you. Sam mm-hmm. Darnold. Is that, Who's Sam Darnold? No, yeah, kidding. I was going to say that name <laughs> ring of Start banging in the trash can again. <laughs> uh, now, the Panthers, now the Panthers quarterback. Uh, you yep. know, they gave up a, a six-round pick this year and a second and fourth next year for him. So I feel like they won the the uh, the trade over the Jets, mm-hmm. and Jets just obviously just wanted to get rid of him. But I, yep. I feel like this is a, a great opportunity for, for Sam Darnold. You know, a fresh yeah. start, new coach, a college coach at that. Um, you know, what, what do you think of when you think Sam Darnold? Is it, it, was it a waste? Is it the end for him anyway? No, I, I, I think these guys, you know, like a lot of times too, I, I always believe that if you get in the right system, um, you can be successful in, in a professional, you know, especially in football and stuff. You got to get the right coaching and things like that to align for you to, to be successful in a sense too. Yep. So hopefully, you know, like this change for him is going to do well. Um, especially with a uh, a guy that came from from college, um, that's you know like head coach or whatever case too. So he might be able to help him a great deal more. Um, Jets, I don't, I don't know what the heck Jets are doing. They always seem like they're just you they're know go, they're doing whatever they and Zach Wilson or you know so someone like that who yeah. reminds me of Trubisky. I mean, it's one one yeah. great year in college, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're top top ten pick in the draft or top two yeah. pick. Uh, so that's scary mm-hmm. in itself. Uh, let's get to this uh, bank on it. I got a question for you. They may not catch him. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage. Inside the 20. Forget about it. Touchdown, Iowa. It's time for Bank on It with former (laughs) Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. (laughs) All right. One strong question for you, man. Will Aaron Rodgers play for another team before he retires? Yes. Yes. That easy? You you know he's out? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, he's doing everything that he can to get out. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a sense. Yeah. Um, but then he had that season know, last season where he's like, uh, maybe I'll stay if you get me some help. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, again, the Green Bay is pretty, you know, like they're, they're not some chumps or anything no. like that. I think, weren't they the number one seed or something like that? Yeah, too? they were. They should have made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, they kicked the yeah. field goal instead of going for a touchdown with the quarterback right. being Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, right, I mean, coaching sure. issues, but they got a good system. Their defense can only get yep. better. Absolutely. It's just, I mean, it's just it, it's tough when, you know, obviously none of us know the inside workings or any of that type of stuff that goes on. But uh, it does seem like he wants to, you know, be out of, of Green Bay uh, in a sense. But, again, you know, like to me, they're, they're you know, um, if it goes another way, they could have been in the Super Bowl and stuff like that, too. So, yeah. I like yep. what, what, else, what else do you want? In your career, <laughs> yeah, apparently a new team. <laughs> apparently a new team. Oh, but like a lot, of, a lot of times the grass isn't greener, you know, on the other side. You know, uh, you're, you're not always going to be able to do uh, what Mr. Brady has done. Yeah, that's there, what I was so. about to say. You, you you say that, and then you look at what Brady did. You're like, I could do that. You know, put me on a team yeah. like the Buccaneers. I could do that. All right, one yeah. last name recognition for you, man. Tavian Banks. How do you, as the public, how do you think people see you as a player? Saw you as a player, and your personal, you know publicly what was out there how do you think people would describe you uh as a fun loving guy um to be honest with you i, I think uh, i'm i'm not too much in the public eye or anything like that uh, but people are always like they're always surprised when they meet me and you know how nice i am or whatever the case may be because uh, seems like a, a, a other sometimes professional athletes aren't as nice <laughs> yeah most of the time <laughs> you know most of the time our ex-players or something like that but 
Um, you know, like I always take the time to talk to people. Um, I still get a lot of fan requests for, you know, autographs and things of that nature. Um, so it's always, you know, like for me, I'm always like great that, you know, I, I was able to have, you know, uh, career or, or, you know, uh, um, everything that I've done in high school and, and growing up and things like that. And people recognize me for that, uh, my athletic ability, but I'm, I'm more um, inclined to, you know, after they meet me and, and what they say about me after that. So. He is former NFL scat back, former Hawkeye, Gatorade Player of the Year, and all-around nice guy, Tavian Banks. We, we appreciate you joining us, man. Look forward to talking to you next week. All right. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yep. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Tavian Banks always keeping it real with us. It's, it's something about his laugh. It just makes you want to laugh with him, right? <laughs> that a little, little bit, yeah. That little giggle he got going. Uh, Paul Pierce risking it at all. He, he obviously saw that video. I could tell by the way he was laughing. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. Open up these phone lines. 515-244-1350. 244-1350. Go deep. Just reading breaking news. Uh, Philip Adams, former player of the San Francisco 49ers and Atlanta Falcons, uh, after starring at South Carolina State, uh, killed five and then himself, um, including a prominent doctor in the South Carolina area. Um, Phillips, I'm trying to get a little more information on him. So we'll get a, we'll get an update for you as soon as we can. The York County Sheriff's Office is uh, searching and have been searching for hours before finding a suspect in a nearby home and finding that he took his own life. So, We'll get an update, but Philip Adams took his own life, including five others in South Carolina. Uh, I did want to come back from the break to thank Tavian Banks for joining us and giving us that bank on a statement um, and kind of open up the phone lines. 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Dusty Baker is quite upset that fans are quite upset. Uh, the Astros, they cheated. They got away with it. They won their title. They didn't lose their title. They lost their manager. They lost some players. They find some players. Uh, Dusty seems to think that they paid for what they did and fans should be over it. I'm here to remind Dusty that I love you. And I was so happy when you got this job. And I knew it was going to be tough to step in that position uh, with a team that's going to be hated so much. Uh, but we weren't in a stands last year, you know, so you feel like a year passed and you guys paid these fines and managers lost their jobs and players lost their jobs. Uh, we, we weren't in the stands. We didn't have a chance for you to hear us. We don't feel like we got our reparations. Uh, so, you know, for Angel fans to throw trash and blow up trash cans, uh, you know, it's clever. And it's going to get it's going to get better throughout the season. And I, I award applaud Angels fans for giving us some ideas because they did a great job yesterday. But come on, bring that team to Philly. Bring that team to L.A. Bring that team to the Yankee Stadium. You know, there's there's teams out there who felt like they had a legitimate chance of winning. And uh, those 2017, 2018, 2019 years and whether they lost the series to you during the regular season or lost the series to you in the postseason or just mad that you won. They're upset, but their fans are pissed. And so, Dusty, you should have known when you took this job that you're going to get at least three to five years of teams just mad at you until their own team won. Oh, this is not going away anytime soon. And it's going to, you know, I talk about Netflix series. This is going to be a great Netflix series. The prior to it happening, what happened in Boston, what happened in Houston, and then now... The post, you know, the after effects of what happened. All this will be make a great movie or a great series, uh, but it just makes it brings you back to Houston. Thirty for thirty. Uh, oh, great thirty for thirty. But I want to see a full small document. Uh, and speaking of great documents, I just watched the one and I can never remember names, but the Boston, uh, 
the museum in Boston being robbed and they never found who did it. Uh, connections to the ties and possibly the security guard who worked there and let the fake police officers in who did the robbing. Uh, man, it, it pretty intense. I watched the whole thing last night, stayed up to about midnight. So definitely check that out. I love a good documentary, but I love when it turns into an actual show or series uh, based on most true evidence, uh, true facts. But Houston, again, just just taking L's left and right. And Dusty, you got to take another one, man. You can't you can't get in a press conference and and try to shame fans. Uh, you know, you're a cancel fans last year with you got lucky by no one being in the stands last year. And you had a great first season with Astros without all things considered lo- losing players. Altuve kind of having a bounce back, knowing that we, he can hit without cheating. Uh, but you, you're going to have to take this, take this L for like, like Frenchie said, it's going to be a long time coming. 10 years. We're going to look back and say that that's not your title, not my title. Uh, so I'm still mad. They did not get their title stripped. I like, don't know how that doesn't happen. If you can go back and take Reggie Bush's Heisman trophy, you can go back and take the Houston Astros title. Them and the Red Sox. Like I had a Red yeah. Sox fan arguing, well, they didn't cheat in the postseason. It's like, ah, okay, but they also cheated their way to a division title, positioning for the playoffs. And my Phillies at times didn't make the postseason. So if we would have cheated to make the postseason, that's all the momentum we need. You know, so uh, Red Sox, uh, yeah, you lost your manager. And yeah, they, you got the bad they, PR. Alex but, Cora's back with the Red Sox, <laughs> though. <laughs> hey, funny how that works out, right? And he was only, sus- either, oh, we're going to give you a year suspension. Cool, you've suspended 60 games. That's that funny word we talked about with Nike, suspended. It's like, let's wait and see see if it dies off. And, you know, obviously the Red Sox thinks it died off. And Dusty Baker thinks it dies, died off. But 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Let me know if you're still upset or you feel like we shouldn't be upset. We should be over it. Uh, but I feel like, man, I wish I wish Iowa had a pro team for Astros to come here because I'm trying to outdo the last city that they went to. You know, I want them to know that it, this 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 can't happen. You should have lost your title. And I want MLB to know because uh, if this happens again, does that team it, to me, it, it made it seem like it's worth cheating. Oh, yeah. If it's I, like, if oh, I, we got fined a million dollars. Our coach and GM got fired. That's it. If you tell me that's what would happen to Phillies this year if we cheated, I don't want to lose Girardi. But yes, let's win this title. So uh, let's cheat, fire Girardi after the season, our GM, and r- repent. Hire Dusty Baker and go back at it again. <laughs> what if Dusty Baker just started taking those jobs of everyone who got fired out? And I love him. Man. I wish he, I want to see Dusty Baker win a title. And so I was some, quietly rooting for Houston last year. Uh, Wasn't he the manager with the Nationals when they won? I think he left the year before they won. Hmm. I, I don't think he was the manager. You did, Yeah, double check that for me, but I don't. I think he has a, a ring as a, a bench coach or, you know, not as a, a manager. I hope he was with Nationals, but I want to say he left the year before, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, Dusty Baker is he's a legend, but sometimes you just got to you got to shut your mouth and take that L because uh, Houston is this is just the start of the season. man. I'm real excited about what some clever teams are going to come up with. Uh, to, try, to try to throw them off their game. You know, noisemakers. Did he, he win? Was, he was not. It he was, was not. Uh, Dave Martinez, the yep. manager. He left the year before, I believe. So he built that team, and then he skedaddled. Uh, it's kind of like Tony Dungy with uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, speaking of Buccaneers and, you know, John Gruden obviously won that title. What is going on in, in Raiderland? You know, and I, I maybe we'll talk to Dante about this as well, but it, it's reports coming out, and I'm hearing everywhere. And I used to do Raiders training camp back uh 2000. 10 through 12 uh, in Napa. And so I, I have some good friends, good contacts still in the area uh, that works with uh, the Vegas Raiders now. And 
they don't like David Carr. John Gruden has made it Derek or Derek Carr. There we go. That's how much we don't like him. They don't like the report was they don't like David Carr. Uh, no, they don't like Derek Carr. Uh, and that's just John Gruden. He he doesn't think he's the guy he can have to win. Um, you know, they even looked at Sam Darnold, which you're giving up Sam, <laughs> you're giving up Derek Carr for Sam Darnold. It, there was an issue. Uh, but then they're they're trying to move down the draft, and you know they might pop up in that Falcon spot number four. But then again, the Eagles could pop up in that Falcon spot number four. You know, I I think the Eagles. Oh man, I really wish we get Pitts. If we can let Pitts drop to twelve or thirteen, that's that's all we want right now. But uh, but if we move up and take a quarterback and then see what we have between Fields and Hurts, I'm not bad at that either. You know. I mean, you already have a potential franchise quarterback. I think using another one this early when there's a lot of holes on Philly's roster. But again, that was the last coach's quarterback. You know, even though the GM picked it, that you got a new coach in. He wants his system. He's got to live or die with who he starts his first year with. And uh, Hurts, I wouldn't mind starting with Hurts. Uh, if we give him some weapons and, you know, shore up our line, I'm, I'm right there with you. But if we have opportunity to, to grab another guy and have two rookie contracts, eh. Uh, you know, we've had two quarterbacks before, McNabb and Vic, and we made it work. We shipped off McNabb, but we made it work. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm real excited for the draft. We got two weeks before the NFL draft. Uh, 515-244-1350. NFL draft coming up, man. And uh, there's still some opportunity for movement. Panthers already kind of made their decision, and they didn't have to give up much for it. And so now they can still make some big moves in the drafts as, as well. Uh, but Jets, what are Jets going to do? San Francisco, what are they going to do? We... I think we know, but is is Lance or Fields? And Fields is doing a second pro day, uh, which I wouldn't advise. You know, I, I know you see what Wilson did, and now you're saying, okay, I just got to roll right and throw 70 yards like Wilson did. Uh, but you already had a great pro day. You're not proving anything else. All you can do is hurt your stock, I think. I think. I mean, you're giving another opportunity for teams to come out, and San Francisco's going to be there. Uh, but if they didn't want you at this point, I, I think for, for Justin Fields, you you play where you fall. You know, yeah. as of right now, I think the 49ers are probably going to take whichever is left over between Wilson and Fields. I, I really think you're going to see quarterbacks go one, two, three in this draft. And you don't think Trey Lance is in that three? I think Lance, he, he would have been a really good spot at number eight for Carolina for me. Yeah. But now picking up Darnold, I don't think they use that first round pick. I really would like to see them get Micah Parsons out of Penn State to get that new generation linebacker that uh, they haven't had since Keekley retired. Yeah, they... So many good players, and we're focusing so much on the quarterbacks and then, of course, the receiving threats. Uh, but Najee Harris, if, where he ends up, depending on you know what happens in the first, I'd say, six, seven picks, seven, eight picks. Uh, but Pitts, again, I've been campaigning, saying he is the best pass catcher in this draft and possibly the best receiver, even though he's a tight end. Uh, I don't think you can get a player like him in the next three to four years, and I, I hope my Eagles get him. Dante disrespected him two weeks ago by uh, – put him in the top 13 spot instead of a top five spot. Uh, and then Pitt saw that and heard that and went out and had his pro day. Uh, but, you know, it's – I I'm excited for training camp. I'm excited for preseason. I know most players don't like the 17 games. I'm excited for more football. Uh, but the draft, man, and we're, and we're actually going to have players there, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, I know Lawrence is going to stay at Clemson. Smart. But he's going to be the first overall pick. He no knows where what. he's going. He might as well just pack his stuff and be in yeah. Jacksonville when the draft happens. Yeah, he's just going to hang out with family and friends at Clemson. It's like, you know what? Good for him. Um, I really think, like I said, though, I think we're going to see Lawrence Wilson Fields right off the board. And then it's going to be an interesting idea of what the Falcons, if they stay at number four, 
do they go quarterback as well to get the heir apparent to Matt Ryan? Do they look at Sewell from Oregon? Do they look? I don't think they need to take a wide receiver. They still got Julio. They still got uh, Ridley. Yeah, they they don't need they got Gage. They they don't need a receiver. Uh, they need a quarterback behind Ryan. You know, and if they back out of that, they can still get a quarterback later. But uh, I I have I'm just not I'm not uh I'm not sold on Wilson. I, I feel somewhat bad for whoever gets Wilson. I it just has that. Trubisky vibe to me where one great year and now everyone's on them and there's better quarterbacks in this draft. If Phil's become the becomes the next Mahomes and you took Wilson, you become the next Bears. You know, and it's going to be rough. Nick Foles will be your backup by then. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and get to hour number two. D3 and three coming up in the second hour. Of course, comedian Dante Powell joining us for the Big O segment. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tariq. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Thank you to Matthew Bain, Des Moines Register, and USA Today Networks who joined us in the first hour. Uh, also, Tavian Banks, former NFL scat back and Hawkeye great. That man played like eight sports and uh, got Gatorade Player of the Year like twice. Uh, very talented dude with a funny yeah. laugh. Who professional football player probably could have gone pro in soccer if that had been a bigger thing in the U.S. at the yep. time. And he sounded fairly disappointed in uh, in Paul Pierce <laughs> risking it all. And he, he tried to compare it to me, thinking, but Paul Pierce I think is more his age than my age, but I might be wrong. Uh, but Paul Pierce risking it all on video, losing his job immediately after having some uh, offers from porn sites to broadcast his show with them live from their studios. Uh, which could be interesting as well. That could be a whole new spin on a Howard Stern type show, but sports. He'll have his own big O statement. Yeah, yep. I think we maybe we should think about that. Trying to get uh, you know, Lumberyard or somewhere in here just to spruce up the studio with some dancers. Mm, I don't think uh, the Me Too movement would like that too much. I also don't think my wife would like that. Too oh much. yeah, you're married now, right? That's right. So did you erase your Tinder account finally? I mean, I haven't had a Tinder in <laughs> about two years. So is my girl Meg on Tinder? What's her name again? I forgot. Meg. Meg. Yes, I'm gonna find Meg on Tinder. I need to download Tinder or something. It's getting uh, nice outside. It's time to start getting back into the dating world. Been a little too busy lately, but uh, we get, still to come this hour. We got da- comedian Dante Powell joining us uh, in about 15 or 20 minutes, I believe. I think he might jump on early with us. Uh, we're also going to get to uh, Frenchie's D3 and 3 here in a couple minutes. Um, and Frenchie, you also had uh, uh, something about a former player that we talked about for D3, right? Yeah, so I think it was one of our first couple shows. I talked about uh, Canyon Hopkins, who played uh, basketball at um, Univers- University University. And he went by Moose. Unfortunately, passed away a couple years ago due to cancer. And there was a huge Moose Strong uh, kind of movement that started with a lot of, you know, he was he played at Earlham as a four-sport athlete, and then at BV, a lot of his friends, family members started, you know, the move strong. Like, you see a lot of people with, uh, when they do suffer from cancer or any illness, you see something like that. And um, one of his former teammates and a couple other guys actually put together the uh, Canyon Moose Hopkins Memorial Golf Outing at River Valley Golf Course that's taking place on June 5th, and they've already sold out. Wow. All of the spots. It was like over a hundred dollars per team and or per person per team. It was like four hundred dollars for a team of four. And yeah, they've already sold out, which is amazing. It's the first annual 
So they're planning to do it every year and all the proceeds are going to go to charity. I think they're kind of undecided of which charity it'll go to at this time, but it's either going to go to a charity or someone or a family in need. Yeah. Okay. And so I like that. huge shout out to uh, actually my former teammate in basketball too, Grant Wright, who uh, played Norwalk and then played at BV as well. And uh, he was a huge uh, proponent of getting everything started and getting it uh, put out on social media and stuff like that. And there's a really cool thing that they've already sold everything out and there's still two months till the event. Ah, look at Frenchie sneaking in a D3 before the D3, but uh, it's a cool topic. I'm glad we remember to uh, get to that. Uh, so we'll, we'll actually jump into your official D3 and 3 here in a couple minutes. Um, I do want to talk a little bit NBA and we'll talk this with Dante too, who will be joining us in about 11 minutes, I believe. Uh, but I'm kind of confused right now on who the NFL or NBA MVP frontrunner is. Uh, you know, it was always Embiid on my books, uh, but he kind of got that injury, left for a while. People were whispering Harden's name. He's now going to be out for at least 10 days. Um, you got LeBron's out. LeBron's been out. LeBron's out of question. He, he missed too much time. He can't. So, you know, my my lock is over in Portland right now, you know, and I I don't I I don't feel like he gets the respect he deserves. You know, he's hit game winner after game winner after game winner. I mean, how many times have you heard his game time? Dame oh, time. Lo- Logo Lillard. Yes. Oh, man. And, but, hey, and according and, to Paul George, that was a bad shot, even though, you know, it well, knocked his team out of the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, and I know there's going to be Booker, you know, there's players who probably deserve it and probably are stepping in there. And Joke, I I feel like Joke should win it, but it's just, it's hard to give it to Joke because his game is amazing, but somewhat boring. So it doesn't feel like he's the, but I mean, Denver Nuggets are who they are they're, he, he's they're a climbing big, up right yeah now. he's a big piece of that and they're the team that can beat the jazz you know they they're always going to they almost mirror the jazz at times and those two teams are going to be a rivalry for a long time i so, th- i think the big thing right now is if you talk about like the most disrespected team those three names you mentioned are the headliners oh, of that yes, team the always. fact that devin booker two years in a row after averaging over 25 points a game both seasons had to get an injury replacement like last year you know whatever the suns were bad still at that time but they're a they're top a three seed in the west they're gonna push they're gonna push someone and that's what i'm saying about the lakers lakers sink into these playoffs uh they i don't think they're gonna want to see that one or two seed with unless lebron has you know at least a month back you know he it, they're gonna need to gel again because by the time him and Davis play together, it's going to feel like, what, six months? <laughs> you know, uh, December might be the first time this year that they play together when they get back. Uh, I can't remember when Davis went down, but uh, it's the West is tough and the East is tough. You know, you got KD back five for five last night. Uh, and again, we'll talk we'll talk some NBA with comedian Dante Powell. But I, I was a little confused with my MV, MVP front runner and MB came back and had a great game and pushed my pushed myself six over for the win. Uh, but him missing the time, Dame just doesn't get the respect he deserves. He's he hasn't had one of these. He's just always killing it. I mean, Steph Curry too, but Dame, man, Portland is always in the conversation. Even when Steph had a bad team last year or two years ago, whenever all these injuries happened, they weren't even in the conversation for the playoffs. I said that they'll sneak in the playoffs this year because of the trade with Harden. Dante didn't believe me, so I'll bring that up again to him because they're still sneaking out some wins. Uh, but Portland is always in the conversation. They they never make it. But they're always in a conversation. And just think, they picked Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Yeah. That could have completely changed everything we've ever talked about OKC. We, we probably wouldn't have talked about OKC, first of all. They would have moved to OKC with Oden, and that would have been the end. Harden and, 
Harden and uh, Westbrook would have signed, but it wouldn't have been that team. Imagine and, uh, Brandon Roy, Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, my gosh. Maybe Roy's knees don't deteriorate as fast because he the pressure isn't on him to produce like that, so it doesn't cause him to deteriorate as fast. Or if KD never left, if they won titles early, and you got now Lillard, KD, and McCollum. You know, the the way one pick, because, I mean, Greg Oden, we we loved him in college, but we knew those knees weren't going to handle more than two weeks in the NBA. They, didn't, they couldn't handle college. Uh, but he was just such a, a freak in size. He's almost like Embiid, but bigger. Uh, but he didn't have the footwork like Embiid. He didn't have the. He wasn't as polished as Embiid. Uh, I think we knew it was going to fail, but it was. It was one of those. You know, do we trust the the KD body top, or do we go with a big man, which we thought the NBA was built off of, which we know now, seeing that uh, Garza probably won't even go in the first round. You know, it's a whole different league. Uh, so we'll we'll talk some NBA with uh with Dante, but let's get into this D three and three with Frenchie before we get to a break. Uh, we can make it D three and two fifty after your last segment, but no, nah, just mess man. Hit hit the uh, greatest produce produced segment in radio. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D three and three with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division three sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. Okay, guys, so this is actually kind of a fun week, too. Um, it is D3 week. So a lot of the schools around the country have been posting, you know, athlete stories or team coach stories of why D3. That's the big thing with D3 week is, you know, it's not just to highlight the athletics and stuff like that. They want to get the personal stories of people. Why did they go to play college sports and why did they pick D3? A lot of D3 athletes had offers from D2 and sometimes even D1 schools, but they picked D3 sometimes because of the education. And other times, it's even to be a dual sport athlete. One of the guys I've talked about on here, JoJo McNair, who plays at Wartburg, um, he's not going to be able to play baseball this year because of football getting moved to the spring, but he was a uh, two-sport star for three years. He was an All-American cornerback in football. He was all-conference in baseball as a leadoff hitter and center fielder as early as his freshman year. You got other players um, that really just shine at this level. And it's just a great level in terms of, you know, you have some stars at smaller schools, you know, not necessarily like the Ames, the Ankenies, the Waukees, but the Don Boscos, schools like that, the 1A, 2A, sometimes even 3A, where at 3A, you might be a star for your school, but in the big picture, you're not getting a lot of recruitment. It's an area where people are just have an opportunity to continue their careers at the next level. And that's one of the reasons I love D3. You bring a lot of international flavor a lot of time, too, because there's so many people that go to these small private schools, especially since, you know, schools like Wartburg, Luther, and um, schools that are connected to uh, churches that actually work internationally. You get a lot of students that come through because of the... Uh, uh, ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Churches in America organization, their outreach in other countries generates popularity for the schools and athletics. Um, when I was in college, I knew people from all across the world, and a lot of which played sports. And this is an opportunity just for them to continue to get a great education. Because of those small schools, you're going to get the more one-on-one work with your professors, stuff like that, but also still be able to be a college athlete. And for the case for some people, still get an opportunity to compete professionally. I have friends that have competed in D1 or D3 athletics and gone to play internationally. And as we talked earlier this year, Ali Marpet, the uh, starting center for the 
Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers came out of Hobart College, a D3 school. We've talked about Fred Jackson. We've talked a lot of potential of professional athletes, and that's why I just want to celebrate D3 week. Why D3? If you have any interest in competing at the next level and D1, D2 is not for you, always look at the D3 schools in Iowa. The American Rivers Conference, one of the best in the entire country. That is Frenchie's D3 and 3. It's D3 week. I had no clue there was a D3 week, but it makes sense. And you're right. Some players, uh, you know, have opportunities with D1 schools, D2 schools, whether it's uh, getting more playtime with D3 or the selected education field that they want to be in. Uh, they're not always just taking that because it's their only option. So I've talked about Warpix wrestling program of how fantastic they've been for like 30 years, years yeah. at this point. Um, my senior year in our senior class, we had uh, three or four guys that were national title contenders. Two of them were transfers from the University of Iowa wow. who transferred to Warburg to pursue their education more and still be able to compete in wrestling. And they both were three-time All-Americans. It's great recruiting by the coach over there. Uh, Frenchies D3 and 3, we are going to take a quick break and uh, we'll return with uh, comedian Dante Powell, talk a little NBA and of course the Big O segment is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. As a sports fan myself, I like to listen to 1350 ESPN and I tell you what, I keep hearing these uh, Rush and I got to say it slowly, nigget commercials. And at first I thought it was the, the ghost of Rush Limbaugh because I'm like, what did he just say after his name? What? And I had to listen like seven times. Uh, but it's memorable. I hope that's his real last name because that's real, real close, real close. But uh, I, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, what? Play that back because I think he just dropped the M-bomb. Morgan Wallen on our voiceovers. Uh, Join here with comedian of the big O, Dante Powell. How you doing, man? I am doing, I, I, I'm great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you heard those commercials before. I think, is he a lawyer, Frenchie? Yeah. Yeah, a lawyer, Rush, and it sounds like he'll get you out of any drama, what, child support, anything. Sounds like he'll work for you hard, but that last name, every time I hear it, I'm like, what did he just say? And who's doing his voiceover so I can look him in the eye? Uh, but <laughs> he, he needs to hire me to do his commercials if that's his last name. Yep, and you start by saying Nick and then beep the other part of the word. <laughs> so, I just be like Nick, get please. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no. that was That's, close. I, that was very close. We, we, <laughs> uh, oh boy, this is. <laughs> yeah. You know, all right, let's jump into some basketball, man. I I'm, I was talking with Frenchie. Is I'm confused at who the MVP front runner is. You know, they were trying to throw Harden in there, which I thought was disrespectful anyway. Uh, but you know, Harden's got out ten days. LeBron is just out of it. You know, with missing this much time, there's no way he can come back and win it. It'd be so disrespect disrespectful if he did. Uh, and Embiid, who's my front runner, but missed some time, came back to show why he's my front runner again. Uh, but you know, I don't think you know Booker's going to hop into the conversation. Luca's having a great second half of the season, um, and I, I think you got to give Donovan Mitchell some credit. And and Joker probably should be on the top of that list. Uh, but Devin Booker. And Dame, I think it's got to come down to those two and Joke. I, I I hate leaving Joke out of this because he's probably the most dominant player in the game right now when you look at the numbers. Uh, but it, it's it's hard to uh, hard to put. You know, it's just not exciting watching him. He does it all for his team, not all, but he does a lot for his team. But it's not as exciting as Luca or or the Devin Booker's or Dame Dame, Dame time. But who do you have as your front runner, man? You got you got uh, top three right now for the MVP front runner. I know you probably still put LeBron in there. Uh, no, 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 I. 
<laughs> it's got to be either uh, Jokic or, or Dane. Like, I, I, yeah. I as far as Jokic carrying their one. teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, at, at a certain point, we just have to stop with the, like, the, the narrative stuff. We have to you, – you can't talk about how Jokic looks. Like, and, and yeah, that his game, game is boring. Is like, yeah. yep. They did that to Tim Duncan. Certain, they did it to Tim Duncan. Yeah. At, a, at a certain point, it's like, it, does it work? And it, it does for him. And I think the biggest, uh, the biggest plus he has right now is just his health. Uh, and, yeah. you know, Dame could, with a few more really solid games, put himself, you know, right, right up there as 1A and potentially even take the lead in that. Yep. But I don't know, man. Jokic is just he, he's balling out of control, and it's one of those players you take him off the Nuggets, and that's a whole different team. You know, they're not competing with the Jazz. They're not competing in the in the in the West like they are. Uh, which I, same way I feel about Luca, but the same way I feel about Dame and Devin Booker. Uh, so it's gonna come down to it. But if they if they keep saying Harden and LeBron, uh, and I I don't want to take Embiid out of it because he can still come back. You know, he didn't miss much time. He can still come back and just dominate the rest of the season and should still get it. Uh, but Harden and LeBron, with time they're going to miss, and Harden only 10 days, but he, he missed time at the beginning of the season by not doing anything with the Rockets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as of right now, uh, on NBA.com, their uh, MVP power rankings, it goes Jokic, Lillard. They have Harden there because this was written before he went down with the okay. injury. All right. Giannis, number four, and Luka, number five. Yeah, Giannis shouldn't be in there. Re- replace Giannis with uh, Donovan Mitchell or Booker. Uh, but Giannis, yeah. is, his team isn't helping him, and he's not helping his team right now. Uh, and he's he's injured, you know, and so who knows how long that's going to be. But we do have, uh, speaking of injuries, KD is back. Went five for five yesterday. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking if KD, you know, what if Greg Oden didn't get picked by the Blazers and they picked KD instead, and Greg Oden went to uh, what was then Seattle and then became OKC. You know, the, the way, the trajectory of those careers, which, I mean, he played with a great cast at OKC, so you can't say he would have had a better team in Portland. Uh, but just without all the drama uh, and for the, the the city of Portland, what it could have did for KD. But it got me thinking, uh, when when KD ends his career, will he end with more titles than LeBron? I And think it. about the Nets he's on right now. So they could make a run. I, but I don't I don't think the Nets are. Uh, like, I don't think the Nets are a championship team. I don't. Say it. Don't be scared. I, I, say it. So yeah, I, I don't. But no, I, what I'm trying to do is compare them to like the Warriors that that KD played with. Yeah, I don't think they have that thing that the Warriors had, where it was about dominance and being great all time, or or just being great in general. The Nets feel like a collection of guys who can just play really well. I don't know that. I, I think their objectives are to just be like as good as they can individually Superstars. and now they've been put together as a team whereas the warriors uh one one of the big things that I, I look at when I'm watching back is is this is this operating as a collective well and if you look at some of the old highlights from warriors games when KD was there one of the things that jumps out is the ball movement and it was, we will move this ball around the court until we find the right shot, which is going to be taken by one of the greatest shooters of all time, potentially, every time down this court. And that's why they were so great. Like, they would, I, I kid you not, they, they'd go 
you know, sometimes upwards of 15 passes and then find a great shot and be going the other way. The Nets don't really do that. They're just like, we'll get it down here and then one of our great players will, will make a great play. And that that's cool for now. But when they run up against the Heat or, you know, uh, they run up against the Bucks. That's not gonna. It's not gonna cut it. Yeah, and especially with the defense. But and I don't think we're giving Steve Nash enough credit uh, for how he's running this team. I know it's the running gun offense, and it seems like it's easy to make it work. But uh, even without KD, they're winning about eighty five percent of their games, ninety percent of their games. You know, watching that game last night, I think uh, a lot of people kind of underestimate what Aldridge and Griffin are bringing to this team. Now, Griffin looked rejuvenated last night, hit a couple big threes, had a monster dunk. He looked like Blake Griffin from two years ago. Well, I would too if I went and played with a big three. It's like, oh, we got got a chance. I can actually... Well, that's what I'm saying is, you know, you talk about the big three, but then you also realize you've got two other former All-Stars who are not in their prime, but they're still solid, solid reserve bigs. Yep, you you had pieces like the Lakers did or like like the Miami Heat back then did, Uh, but... You know, it's it, I I don't like it because it's in the East and they're directly affecting what my Sixers are going to do this year. Uh, but I, it's hard to say that they hard to say that they won't win two titles with this team they have right now. You know, and I, not even this year, but next year. And I I don't see LeBron retiring with more than six titles. You know, I don't think he passes Jordan six, uh, but it, I do think he gets another one. I don't know if that's this year. I don't see why it wouldn't be because LeBron just goes to finals and wins, and that's what he does. Uh, but it's it made me think. KD has what two? Yep, he's got two. Yep. He needs three to four more to at least tie with LeBron. Uh, so, and I, I, he's got a long, much longer season career left in him after missing about two and a half years. Uh, all, <laughs> all things considered. Uh, speaking of horrible teams, man, your Pelicans look like trash. And uh, Ooh, last night, yeah, yeah. and last night they look like one of the youth sports teams that we have. And and we have some fairly good, really good youth sports teams at my venue. Uh, but they look completely confused defensively, offensively. Like, I don't know who the leader on the team is anymore. I, I think them not making a move during the trade deadline completely squashed all their hopes and dreams, and they're playing like it. Uh, what's up with your Pelicans? Or do you not claim them anymore? Oh, no, I absolutely claim them. I, 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 <laughs> Lakers fan. You know, I'm just happy to have uh, basketball in New Orleans so when I go home I can go to games. And, and it's probably you know. fairly cheap right now for a ticket. <laughs> um, they are, they are reasonable. They've yeah. always had reasonable tickets, though. Well, they're um, going to go up with Zion. Yeah, but I mean, so here's the thing: there's a lot to to kind of break down with these guys. They are not; they're not gelling in a way that's that's going to win games or or get you deep into the playoffs. Like Zion is doing a lot to carry the team. B.I. is doing a lot to, like, I, I think there's a thing where, like, Zion is the type of person to just come out and outwardly be like, this is my team, I'm our leader. And Brandon Ingram is absolutely one of those people that's like, look at me, guys, I'm the leader of this team, and I don't know that either of them, like, if, if Zion had more of Brandon Ingram's personality and Brandon Ingram had more of Zion's personality, <laughs> I think the team would be a lot better, actually. <laughs> Man, I would love to see Brandon Ingram on a big market team. Hey, he's done. He's done great for your Pelicans, but you know, since he's left I mean, LA, I mean, he was. I was gonna say he was on a big he, market team and struggled. He, he struggled, yeah. and that was just too big. But now he found himself. He found his game again. You know, because he he he's a special player, and I don't think he gets enough credit down there in in New Orleans because of Zion. 
So we talked about that game. One game we have to talk about from last night with the two top teams in the West right now, Utah and Phoenix, overtime win for the Suns by four. 35 for Booker, 41 for Mitchell. And you also got a great game from Chris Paul, 29 and 9. Ayton with 18 and 12. Gobert with 16 and 18. This if this is a Western Conference Finals match, which I don't think it is because I do think... It's a good this, preview. I think the Suns are probably going to get bounced by one of the L.A. teams at some point. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi is definitely turning it up, but Suns, and you say that about the Suns, I feel that way about the Jazz just because they, they're... Oh, Neither team has proved themselves, so it's hard to put any stock in it. But In the postseason, they have it. Man, these two teams are fun. I think Booker and Mitchell are going to be that next generation of shooting guard to really take the NBA by storm. Oh, yeah. it's So the thing I liked about the game last night is that, like, man, Chris Paul is great. Like, every now and again, I watch Better than Tony Parker. Oh, so much better. Like, oh, man. <laughs> so, but here's he the is. thing. Every Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say he's he's better than Tony Parker, but all-time Tony Parker. But go ahead, finish. I was just going to say that, like, sometimes you watch a game and you see one of those players that you've watched uh, for quite a while, and they show you what it is you like about him. And, I mean, he would just be coming down the court, and you'd see him make a decision as he's about to cross half court. And it's like, oh, this dude still ha- like he's letting it develop in front of oh, him. Yeah. And like, uh, I just remember him like, uh, like noticing a switch that was coming on the defense, and then like dribbling away from it and getting. Uh, so he avoided the switch, and then he gets, I think, Aiton or someone on a mismatch immediately gets the ball to them. They make a mistake. He like goes back and gets it again. Yeah, he's smart. Like, no, no, no. I'll, I'll take that <laughs> reset. And then he, yeah, he after the reset, like Booker is just open. He finds Booker. Booker nails a shot, and it's like this dude is just yeah. in control of everything. He's it's smart beautiful. player. <laughs> smart player, and he can shoot. I mean, you don't get point guards that can shoot like that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I much respect to him and, and the Suns in general because the Suns did it in the bubble last year to end the season. You knew what was coming with the Suns, um, and they're exciting to watch. So I would love to see them make a run in the West. Uh, it's gonna be tough because they might be playing Lakers in the first round. You know, they, yeah. they might be playing uh, Clippers in the first round. Kawhi is is speaking of MVP race. Kawhi has stepped it up this second half, uh, and you know, reminded us why he's Kawhi and why he's won a decent amount of titles himself. He's got more than KD, right? He's got three. Yeah, so I mean, it's going to come down to it in the West and the East. I don't know what the Bucks are doing, <laughs> uh, but Miami, uh, I don't know what the Celtics are doing. Miami, the Nets, Sixers, there's some tough teams that can compete with the West out there. Uh, yeah. Someone else who uh, can't compete at the moment is uh, your boy Paul Pierce, as we said earlier, risking it all um, <laughs> you know, for 400 views. Uh, he, you know, I don't, I don't know if he loses his job if he was just had the strippers and not the 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 blunt in his mouth uh but it espn didn't waste any time which makes me think that he was already had some issues or they already were not sold on him whatever it may be um and i'm he's not the greatest with rachel nichols i love rachel nichols uh hosting a jump paul pierce isn't the greatest tracy mcgrady is probably better than paul pierce and he's not the greatest uh but they cut ties quick but paul pierce seems to not care I mean, he was smiling so much on the video. He knew what he's doing. He didn't look so intoxicated that it was like a surprise or that someone else was videotaping it for him. 
he knew what he was doing. He was loving life. You know, your family, your role model, your kids. Uh, what what what's going on in his head? Or is it as Frenchie said? Oh, you made seven hundred million or whatever it may be. Uh, you don't care. But I think you care. Your you, your reputation. Your the little ones that look up to you. Uh, what do you think's going on with Paul Pierce? Um, he he's enjoying life the way he <laughs> enjoys life. Like that's. Yeah, but not like I mean, not like that. He's a he, smart man. So we say he's a role but, model. Keep in mind, it's been ten years since he was good. Most kids nowadays don't know who Paul Pierce is outside of ESPN. Yeah, but he's on right. ESPN. You you're on ESPN. But, you know better. So so that's the thing here. I you you said that if he uh maybe didn't have the blunt, maybe he survives this. I don't I don't know if he does because here's the thing: if he worked at like Fox, even I think he survives it. It's just that he works for Disney. Yeah, like that's what that's what got him. I think is that though, like you can't work for Disney and be the guy that's going live with strippers at a poker game with the blunt. Like you, you can do that at other places, and they'll go. You know, uh, like places are getting more progressive. To Fox may have gone. You know, we support sex workers and their right to earn a living. Uh, and you know, marijuana use is legal where he was. So Paul was okay. And this, that, and the other, like they can find a way to dress that up, but Disney Disney. can't be like, uh, you know, we support sex workers, by the way, buy Mulan on DVD right now. Like (laughs) it's not gonna, it's not gonna play well. So I I, I don't see, I personally at all with what he was doing. Like I, you live the way you want to live. I'm not here to judge him for it. So, oh no, I thought it was hilarious. I, I judge because it's like you got a job, bro. I think TNT would have invited the strippers and weed in having party with Shaq. Yeah, and right, exactly, right, they would love that. Right, it, it would have made. <laughs> it, it seemed like a big risk to me. I, it, the the risk over reward. You know, you get some cool points with the younger class. I don't know. Is there any chance that he wanted ESPN to fire him because he couldn't get out of his contract? He wanted to go explore and work with someone else? Yeah, there's better ways of that. I don't I know. I mean, that's I, how... No, Disney controls your contracts. Yeah, I, mean, I know. That's why you see everything with Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, and all these Disney stars. They go crazy, so Disney has to get them out of their contracts. Yeah, but come on. Paul Pierce, the truth, he's a much more responsible dude than that. I don't know. It just seems... Like Is he, though? Because, I mean, you see how he's living. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't be like... You can't be like the dude with the strippers and the blunt on Instagram live for 400 people is a responsible dude. But like, it's not like he's <laughs> dropping these videos every week. It's like, bro, you're 45 and just dropped your first video, your first Instagram but, live. This okay. is the first video. He could be doing this oh, every day. Everyone's doing it. Who cares? But, th- but I'm talking about the publicity, your job. You you don't tell your but job, you, but you, you, know, you tell your you, job you're smoking blunts. But do you yeah. remember when the Celtics won that championship when he just like pulled up in Vegas and was like living in a bathrobe for a month. Oh yeah, stunt like one of those spas. Yep, he, I, <laughs> he was known to stunt, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. older, older, got a a job on TV. It just it, it seemed either calculated or just really, really dumb. Uh, also, like you called him responsible, and he literally doesn't even like work. Like he shows up, and he'll be like. Oh man, they did a great job last night. It's too bad they lost. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's not that good. About the team that won. Yeah, yeah. he's not, so, he's like, not he's, good by any means with Rachel Nichols. Not by yeah. any means. Uh, but still, it's just a, a <laughs> you know I don't I feel like there's so many other players who party much harder than Paul Pierce who know better not to do it on Instagram Live. I'm telling you, I think he did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, I hope that comes out. I hope he'll say that. I hope he'll be honest with us. But um, yeah, it just 
and I, I'm all for it. I'm all for the lifestyle. I just don't, I just don't see me putting it on Facebook live, you know? So, uh, I don't know, but it, it takes me back to, uh, we we're talking about earlier, Dusty Baker and him being mad that fans were mad. You know, it's cheating is cheating. Are you, where are you at with the Astros? Are you over it? Oh yeah. I don't, I don't care, man. Like I, I mean, you don't have a baseball team that was at risk of, you know, winning the Super Bowl or winning the world series that year. So, I mean, I but think, I, like, I don't care that the Patriots deflated footballs or that they did, you know, Spygate. Like, I don't I don't care about that. Because it wasn't against your stuff. team. Well, okay, but, like, I I, I don't care that, like, uh, the refs blew that call uh, in the NFC Championship when the Saints lost to the Rams, which that is, like, like, like I just don't. Like, does it really matter is kind of what it comes down to for me. And, you know, I know the banging on the trash cans and stuff helped a little bit, but the Astros were also super stacked. Like, yeah, they, they were a team. They, they, were, they had an incredible team, man. Like, that team wasn't – like, all cheating did was put them way over the top. Well, so like I, I think some of those players weren't would not have been as good if they didn't know what pitch was coming. Oh, Altuve doesn't win the batting title. Yeah, we saw it, what happened last year when he couldn't cheat. Yeah, well, and no, that could just been off year, but it, it, yeah, and I don't think we can compare it to uh, a ref making a bad call because this is this is intentional cheating to win, and you win, and you don't lose your title. Reggie Bush lost his Heisman Trophy for taking money in college, and these yeah, guys but, cheated to win and keep the title. The the NCAA is stupid, first of all. So yeah. like that I like I don't even the Reggie Bush thing, he's still the Heisman winner to me. I don't I don't care. Um but again, so if it had been egregious, if you know, the uh like like the Padres of the time, if they had won the World Series, then yeah, I'm going, Okay, like it sucked that they cheated. I probably still don't care, like, but the the Astros they they were incredibly good going into that season. I think every sports publication had them as the one or two best like ranked team going into the year. Like they were obviously a good team. Um, it sucks when those types of teams do cheat and like whatever. But again, I, I just kind of look at it and I'm like. They were gonna do. They were gonna do all right. I let's uh, let's get over it. That how you feel? I, I pers- I personally am over it. If you want to be mad about it, be mad about it. I do feel like Dusty needs to uh, shut up. Though. <laughs> like just because I don't care doesn't mean that I get to tell other people like, oh, get over it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just speaking from my perspective. If other people are mad, like you did it and you got caught. So you got to deal with the con- like I'm a big proponent of suffering your consequences, but I'm also a big proponent of you may not get consequences from me because I don't care about a bunch of stuff. Uh, so my biggest thing is that, you know, being a Yankees fan, it directly affected my team's chances of winning the World Series. So like I've been mad about it, but. I don't like like you. I don't care that much. Like I'm over it in the sense of I'm I'm ready for a new season. Like I, it's in the past. Can't change it. The Yankees are not going to win the World Series by with me being mad at it. I will yeah. say though, what the fans are doing is 
absolutely hysterical and i hope it yes. continues because like you said oh. they still need to deserve consequences from the fans we need to be heard as and fans the fans yes. didn't get to do it last year so now they get to suffer yep. right you know what else is funny Frenchie? and I, I think this is like the thing with me is we watch the games so like stripping them of their title isn't going to make us be like oh now i forgot about all those games i watched that year uh, when when the when the Strolls won the world, it's almost like I watched Reggie Bush play. Like you can take his Heisman, but I still have those memories of him absolutely destroying defenses. <laughs> so like, yeah, but it, it also know. invites cheating. It says, "All right, you will you're so you're telling me in order for my Phillies to win, if I cheat, you're gonna find me a million dollars, fire my GM, fire my manager." but I get to keep the title. To me, it's worth it. To me, it's say, okay, why? let's cheat today. Let's let's get this thing started. Let's win this title. Okay, We're so, installing cameras right now. Yeah, let's get this thing started. Let's get creative, figure out how we can cheat. They'll catch us next year. You fire our manager. We move on to the next. And we, or or you try to do it and you get caught and then you, you don't win the World Series because you don't have much talent. And even when they know what's coming, they they can't. Hit, like the Phillies are going to be terrible this year, just so you know. I just need you to know that. Oh no, <laughs> like, no. we're come on. We started four and zero. We just lost to the Mets. We, we, we got the, good uh, money on us winning this World Series right now. Y'all okay, are going to go five hundred. Oh come, come I, on! I don't think I don't think they're going to hit five hundred. I would oh, I put hate. them at under five hundred. Oh, a lot of hate. The disrespect again, again. You again. play in one of the best divisions in baseball. It's one of the best because we play in it. But okay, <laughs> all right, enough, enough. And so, and again, as a as a Philly fan, let Houston come to Philly with our fans. We just want to outdo what the Angels did, and we weren't even a competitor that season. But we still know you cheated. We still know you kept your title, and we wanted you to feel that just so we can feel like we we did something. We had our voice heard. Uh, and so, you know, I I get it. You can be over it. Kind of like uh, you still have. I get what you're saying. You still have to be good. Even when you cheat, like uh, steroids, Barry Bonds still had to be good at hitting, even though he had steroids in his system. Allegedly, Mark McGuire still had to have a good eye on the ball, even though he was juicing. You know, I get it, yeah, but to some degree, yes, I, yeah, I get it. But if you're Dusty Baker, you gotta take that L. You gotta, you gotta let yeah. it. You, you can't say you can't put a time limit on how long I'm at. Uh, just while we're talking baseball, I got to bring this stat up because I came across and it's hilarious. The Chicago Cubs right now this season are hitting as a team 132. The major league average for pitchers in 2021 is 144. So as a team, they are collectively hitting worse than the pitchers of Major League Baseball. We knew the Cubs were going to have a bad season. I know, but this oh, is hilariously boy. bad. Yeah. We knew the Cubs were going to have a bad season. Let's not rub this in. We got a lot of Cub fans. The home of the Cubs, 1350 ESPN here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen, go deep joint here with comedian Dante Powell. Uh, we're going to get to this big O, man. Uh, you ready for that? I am. Yeah, it had a lot of games those last couple weeks, including your Zags. Uh, but, French, you hit it. Oh, oh, oh. The big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> Offensive player of the week or op all the week? What you with this week, man? Um, I'm going. This is a mixture of offensive and oddball. Um, and I don't know who exactly to give it to in this situation, but I think I'm going to go with Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred as an oddball. 
since he suspended Nick Castellanos for two games after Castellanos like basically incited a bitch's clearing brawl. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was uh, Castellanos got hit by a pitch uh, by Jake Woodford. Uh, he kind of stared him down, grabbed the baseball, and like kind of threw it back to him. And then when Castellanos scored, uh, the next batter battered him in. When he scored, no, 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 actually, he scored from third on a wild pitch, sorry. Yep. And when he went in to score, uh, Woodford was covering home, and he was a little late. Castellanos scored, stood over him and flexed. Yadier Molina, who is, I guess, the fun police, jumped up in Castellanos' face. Bench is clear. It was not a big thing, but whatever. And then he gets suspended for two games. And baseball needs to do better. Uh, first of all, the unwritten rules where people feel like in order to get back at batters, you need to just throw a baseball as hard as you can at them. 100 miles an I hour. Think it, I think it's terrible. Um, if you're going to allow that and it's an unwritten rule, allow the batters to chase the pitchers down with the bat. Like, let's make it even. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Like, I think that's stupid that you're allowed to weaponize something against someone because they flip a bat or they watch their home run leave the park. Like, that, I love that. I, That's hilarious. I, I don't like that you get to attack these people with the baseball. So, um, yeah, the the fun police and the Yadier Molinas and Brian McCann's and those people, I, they, they, they just make baseball not fun for me. And the fact that I was trying to, like, get more into it this season and then that happened and then the suspension, I'm already like, okay, I don't think I want to watch this year. Like, this is this is annoying and stupid. And so... It, it kind of got I, me excited because I, I, I like watching, you know, bench clearing. <laughs> the, the bench clearing is big for me. Uh, the fights in hockey are big for me. Uh, crashes with hopefully no fatalities or big injuries in, in NASCAR are big for me. That's what when I'll peek in. That's what I want to see. Uh, especially with baseball because it's such a slow game to get that bench clearing and then know that these two teams are heated and going to play each other another 10 times during a season. I love that. Uh, but I agree with you. If I'm going to hit a home run and take two slow steps while I watch it and then flip my bat and run the bases and your retaliation for that is throwing a 90 mile per hour fastball at my head, dude, that that doesn't seem even to me. So, you know, it's it better be if I hit a home run and then I launch my bat at you and throw you a middle finger. Now you can throw it at my head. But I, I agree with the unwritten rules of baseball, which is, you know, it was what makes baseball great, I guess. Uh, but when you add replay and everything else to baseball, if you're going to take away those unwritten rules or those uh, the umpire's eye or no one, uh, then you might as well start adjusting the rest of the game accordingly, too. And if you're going to do it, put a time limit on the game. But I don't think you can do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm with I, it. I, I mean, you, you see uh, Raptors and Lakers fight? Scuffle? Yeah, but that NBA fights are weird. Cause <laughs> I don't think any of those guys can actually fight. They don't really want the smoke. There's no run or test anymore. Oh, I miss those yeah. days. Oh, I miss those crowd clearing days. Uh, comedian Dante Powell, uh, the big O man. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, where are you at this weekend? Uh, I'm back at Teehee's spot tomorrow, uh, so come out to Teehee's and see me, and then I will be at home, so if any of you know my address, uh, stop, stop by. by. All right. Yeah. Bring some cake, some ice cream. Actually, uh, the cake part I would love, yes. 
strippers, the blonde, Paul Pierce. All yeah, right, I just met I just met some lady named Meg. So Meg, if oh, you're listening, Meg is mine. Please. First two dates on me, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> that eye contact she got me and you can't it's hard to tell because we wear masks so it's like uh, above the mask she's gorgeous i don't know what's below the mask yet uh but we'll oh, no, boy. But Frenchie says a plus so uh dante we appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you joining us man uh we'll talk to you next week take care guys uh me and dante powell go deep 1350 espn we're gonna take a quick break and open up these phone lines 515-244-1350 244-1350 fans still be mad at the astros or are we over it Let's go deep Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Shout out comedian Dante Powell, always bringing some energy to the show. Uh, talk a little NBA. Uh, you know, I, I hope Dame wins this MVP. Uh, I can see Booker, but honestly, Djokovic probably deserves it and probably should have wrapped up just the longevity of doing it all season long and I mean, the man doesn't get injured for a big dude. You think his knees would be out by now, but uh, he's got a long career ahead of him. He looks like he's like 46, but I think he's only what 25, 26. I think 27. 27, yeah, it's still a young dude. When you consider too, just the numbers he puts up, yeah, consistently. You know, people are like, oh, he doesn't score enough. Cool, he's averaging 25 a game. He's not a good rebounder. He's averaged over 10 rebounds a game three years in a row. Yep, it's the uh, it's the Garza effect that you know you're gonna go out there and get 25 to 30 from him every time and 10 rebounds. And when when you got that, I know NBA isn't a a big guy league anymore but when you have that consistency plus you know we talk about the stats but we're not talking about how many shots he deters or throws off when they're not just blocks but he's he's a he's a presence yeah. uh, but he can also step outside and take a shot uh you know yeah. his, he's not the best defensive player but he's a lot but better he's a big than body people, yeah and people he he's a better defender than people gave him credit for you know he's gonna get lost a little bit on the perimeter but that's what you can say about about 90% of the centers in the league. You, not every team is going to have a uh, Bam Adebayo, a Rudy Gobert type center. And the biggest thing is most teams are not going to have a guy that can defend admirably and still do the things that Jokic does. Yep. You're not going to have a Shaq for a long time coming uh, until Shaq Jr. makes his way onto the field, onto hey, the court. Hey, Sharif's playing at UCLA. Hey, he's, he's coming. And they've, man, UCLA. And I didn't get to talk to Dante about Gonzaga's uh, big... Super Bowl shot, Super Bowl winning shot that uh, kind of, I think, drained them for the championship game. But, man, what a game on Sunday. UCLA. Oh, man, I had some good money on UCLA, too. The the, the odds. I had money on Baylor just because they were they boosted to plus 210. Um, you know, you you assume the underdog is going to lose, but you got to put the money down. And then for Baylor to come out and just dominate like that, uh, it was crazy. And the only thing I can account it to is, yeah, they might be a better team, better players because of where Gonzaga is and who they play. Uh, but man, the Gonzaga had to be exhausted because Baylor swept the floor with Houston, which I was shocked at. I thought Houston was going to give him a nice run and you still got to give Houston credit. You know, I said early and there were a two seed and I said, you know, before the tournament started, I don't think people were respecting them as a two seed, but I had them getting bounced in the second round. Yeah, so. exactly. But they did what they were supposed to do. They made it to the final four. They made it past the elite eight where the, a two seed supposed to make it. Uh, so, and with so much of a crazy tournament, it still came down to two number one seeds. And so, the two you know, best teams in the country. The two best teams in the country, plus a, a two seed in the Final Four. Uh, so UCLA was the only real shocker there. But I mean, UCLA at, was a major shocker. They were a, a first four. Yeah, team. exactly. That should have been Michigan State in my bracket. You know, I had Michigan State carrying that to the Final Four. Uh, I had so much faith in Izzo. Uh, but UCLA should have been a shocker. But I'm looking at UCLA play, UCLA play everyone who they played in the tournament, 
they're not a shocker. I mean, they got a well-balanced team, great coach. Uh, you know, it's it's like Alfred left and things just all of a sudden sprouted for them. Everything <laughs> gets better when Steve Alfred leaves. Uh, you, you say that as a hockey, Hawkeye fan, but Alfred had some good years for you Hawkeyes. You know, he, he just overstayed his welcome, I think. And then things got better after Alfred yeah, left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And would that happen with Ferenc? I don't think it'll happen with Ferentz. The biggest thing is that my biggest thing with Kirk Ferentz has always been he's not a good recruiter. So he's not getting four or five star recruits most of the time. He's getting some you know, local in-state talent. He's going to get some from surrounding states. But he's turning them into NFL prospects. Exactly. He's a talent developer. Iowa's probably never going to win a national championship with him, but they're going to come. Yeah, that hurts I, I don't for think, Hawkeye fans. I, it's, I'm being realistic. Ah, keeping it real. Real talk. But uh, I do think that they're going to continue to compete to be one of the better to best teams in the Big Ten. They'll compete for a couple Big Ten titles while he's there. And the biggest thing, I was just going to put a good product on the field every season, which honestly, as a Hawkeye fan, I enjoy. I get to watch them you know, go above 500 almost every season. Every now and then you'll have a four and eight year like they did a couple years ago. But I'm going to get him watch them in a bowl game and just enjoy a good football season. And no aspirations for a championship run. Like me as a Cyclone right now, I'm calling myself a playoff team. For I have aspirations to win the national championship, which I never thought I'd say as a Cyclone football fan. I mean, I mean none of those for the, as a Hawkeye fan. You always want it, but if I guess like I said, if I'm talking realistic, yeah, it's not going to happen. But do you yeah. think realistically, Iowa, Iowa State Cyclones could win a championship? I think if everything falls into place next year, they're going to have a legitimate shot. But the, Alabama. It's, it's going to be tough with Bama. Clemson. We'll see what, we'll see what happens with Clemson. They have that that freshman Their quarterback, quarterback played well. Beast. He had he to, for him to be able to get reps last year is going to mean so much for next year for yeah. them. And then Ohio State's always going to be tough to deal with. Yep. And Oklahoma's going to bounce back eventually. Lincoln Riley, you got to assume he's going to have a great year, but you got to assume Iowa State's going to get better. Uh Hawkeyes, I mean, over under 4 years. Kirk more than 4 years. More. Less than four I, years. You think he's another decade in? Iowa has no reason to walk away from him, and Kirk has no reason to walk away from them. Unless everything collapses with the lawsuit, Ferris is going to be there till he retires. I, I think you just explained the reason for them to walk in. There's there's a complacency there where you're okay with always Rose Bowl or less uh, down the line. You you Your real talk is Iowa will never win. I used to think Iowa State would never win a bowl game in general, but uh, uh, be in a competitive BCS type bowl. We finally got rid of some of the coaches that we were kind of stuck with for a long time. And here we are with Campbell. Iowa has opportunity. If they got rid of Kirk Ferentz in two years, they have an opportunity to get a top tier coach because they're still Iowa and Iowa can get recruits and Iowa state's going to make that even more likely the way they're playing. You stick with Kirk for five more years. That's, that's like the the Bears keeping their GM this past year, and their Nagy is just like, ah, we'll see what happens. I, I think it's a, a place of content. I don't think he should be gone this year, but I think in three years, if you're not in that top five as Iowa, because you guys always start off, you're up there. You you have a great start to the season, and then when the when the pressure gets on, it's like you go from number five or six to seventeen or eighteen. And see, it was the exact opposite this year. They started zero yep. two, then won six straight. Yep. To, and honestly, but only play Big Ten. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, but still a great run this year. And then how how did it end? Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I I assume Kirk Ferentz will be there the next six to eight years. I think for Iowa fans, they might want to look at that four year, 
three-year barrier of what are we going to do in the next three years or can we just get out of our comfort zone, break up with her and move on and see if we can find someone hotter. Uh, but it, it's it's getting to that point where it's like, okay, we're complacent. We're, we're happy with, you know, eight wins and a bowl game, but there's, there's opportunity for Iowa to win a, a championship. And I, I don't know if Kirk is ever going to bring that. I don't know if Iowa fans care that I think they're happy and complacent with the way it is, but that's just not me. I'm, I move on. I was fire Doug Doug Peterson way before fire Doug Peterson was a t-shirt. I was fire prone way before fire prone was a t-shirt. Uh, and I'll, if I have to be, I'll be fire TJ or Campbell way before it happens because you, you start seeing that trajectory and there's no, let's wait three more years. There's three more years. We're going to be deep in some, you know what? Uh, and, and Hawkeyes, I'm not saying you're near that, but I'm saying in three years, someone's got to be ma- able to make a, a jump, whether it's a, a new AD or a new coach. Yeah. I'd I'd prefer replacing Gary Barton yeah, before I'm Kirk Ferris. Sure you do. And don't even peek at Pollard. We just we just re-signed him and uh probably mainly because there's some other jobs out there like Wisconsin that he probably could have took. Um but a, a guy like Pollard, why not go to the pro side, NBA or NFL? You know, why not try to get into the office up there if you're gonna make a move from Iowa State? Because, you know, I don't want to say he's peaked, but he's he's done to this university what I don't think I thought any AD could do for this university in all sports. Uh, so Barta, eh, Barta brought some money. Barta's, Barta's been there for some good eras, but I don't think Barta is what's going to get you to that next level. And I don't think Barta will fire Kirk. No, Barta will never. I'm telling you, Iowa will be stuck with Kirk Ferentz until he <laughs> retires. But you use the word stuck as if it is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad <laughs> thing. Again, if we're getting winning seasons, that's yeah. more than yep. you can say for most programs. Yep. And, when you're in the Big Ten, you got to deal with Wisconsin and Ohio State every year. It, it's tough. Those two teams are going to be top 20 teams every season. Ohio State, the, the Ohio State, the which is the Ohio State Buckeyes. I got to say, the dumbest thing in college sports. Is that worse than the U? Yes. Because the every Ohio school can say we are the. Every school can. Yeah, but every school can't doesn't have the resume that Ohio State Buckeyes have. You know, I did come on in, in multiple sports, but football in general, it's a it's a football school and they, they do what they do. Uh, so I, I'm not bad at them. You know, I state I was mad when I state changed their logo to I state, but it's it's a logo now. It's on my hat. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I miss Hawkeye the cyclone, fans. honestly. I love that. Oh, logo. yes. Yes. And I love seeing the old ones, too, and the old hat, hats with them. But, uh, you know, Hawkeye fans, I, I think, you know. Good luck. I think you're stuck for another decade, but in three years, you should be looking for a, a divorce. Uh, this is Go Deep. Shout out to Tavian Banks, Dante Powell, and Matthew Bain from Des Moines Register. We'll catch you next Thursday, every Thursday, right here on 1350 ESPN.